yokes, welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I'm Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edge Hill. And we're coming to you from a long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away. So join the Imperial Navy. And break off all your landing gear. Because we've got a special guest today. For Solo, a Star Wars story. Our guest today is none other than Stephen Papalapidus. Stephen Pappas, everybody, from Is This Adulting? The podcast, a mental health podcast that's comedy or something. I can't do Stephen, who are you? What are you doing? Make yourself sound better than I sound. I, that won't be hard. Um, No. <laughs> so that's the most energetic intro that anyone's ever given me. So It's not Thank normally you. like that, actually. That was like up-tempo, upbeat from what he usually does. I, so, I'm very I'm pumped. concerned right now. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That was amazing. No. Uh, uh, hi. Yeah, I'm Stephen. Stephen Pappas. It's Pappas, just Pappas. Are you um, sure it's just two syllables? I Three mean, P's, two A's, one S. Papadapolis? Papadakis. My original last name was Papadimitrio before they shortened it, so boom. That sounds about right. Yeah, right? It's it's very Greek. But yeah, Stephen Pappas, I host... I host the Is This Adulting podcast. We are a mental health comedy podcast that you never knew you needed. Um, we have guests on every week, and we basically talk about everything from addiction all the way to which fast food mascot is the scariest. So we do a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's a super fun show. And they do, like, they've got this great Facebook community that you can join. And they've had some amazing guests from, like, uh, the people from Welcome to Night Vale to the Hannah from the That One Hannah podcast. <laughs> that One all Hannah? Sorts- yeah, you're probably much better at slinging this than I am. Oh yeah, that's um. true. I've just I've just kind of left you to to your own devices. I'm like, well, this is this is all you now. But he does this. So he gets on a roll, and sometimes you just gotta let him roll because great things happen. I, just, I felt like I needed to. I'm a guest. I'm in I'm in your sandbox. Like this is everyone's sandbox. We 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 talk about movies here on this podcast, as you, the listener, well know, and you, the guest, hopefully know, and hopefully you saw the movie we're talking about. Eh. No, yeah, I did. I saw it yesterday, <laughs> um. actually. And as long as we're talking about the sandbox, I know we've sort of moved past that, but it is kinetic sand in here, that cool stuff That's with amazing. the ASMR videos. Yeah, it's very cool. Um, it's actually the coolest sandbox you've ever been in. I just want you to be aware of that. It is. I'm, I'm already feeling it. I'm feeling the vibes, and I'm feeling the sand. It's uh, it's squishy, <laughs> but in the best way. We, we cool the sand as well. Mmm. What's that like? Well, tell me. Tell me the about reason- the process. <laughs> Have you ever been to the beach when it's really, really hot out and you step on sand and you decide you never want to go to the beach ever again? That, that story we did my not life. want I that feeling. Okay. You hate sand? Would you say it's coarse? I do. It's Does coarse. It, get it gets everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we elected for kinetic sand. That's uh, it, it is coarse and gets everywhere, but it's kind of cool and you can make cool you videos can, out of it. You can cut it with a knife. Yeah. It's amazing. Anyway. Uh, let's run down some some stats real quick. Solo, a Star Wars story, was released uh, on May 25th, 2018. That was four days ago as of this recording, um, depending upon when you saw it. And it had a $250 million budget, which is actually one of the highest budgets for a movie because there were so many director changes. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was nuts. Tell it, me about it. it uh, well, originally, it wasn't supposed to have a $250 million budget. But then I think when they signed Ron Howard, they were like, oh, you can do whatever you want. We're not worried about Deadpool. And they should have been because <laughs> it has currently lost money a lot of money uh only 103 million dollars worldwide opening weekend uh which is not not what everybody expected but it did break ron howard's record by like 26 million dollars and 26 million dollars could set my family up for the next like 20 generations so whatever um but it's not been super well received either it got a 70 percent critic rating on rotten tomatoes and only a 62 percent audience which i'm i'm surprised with low scores like that that the audience didn't like it better than the critics uh and a 62 on Metacritic, which is a very high score for Metacritic, so that's good. It actually still has a better audience rating than uh, than The Last Jedi by, like, 18 points. People really? keep making that distinction, and I think that 
we'll get further into this when we get into the discussion, but I don't think it's a fair comparison. No, I just I just mostly was referring to how much people hated The Last Jedi on Rotten Tomatoes. So, yeah, people are okay. not about it. Okay, so question, because yes, I've sir. not heard your Last Jedi episode. What are your feelings? I loved it. Ethan loved it, and I loved it when I saw it in theaters, and then I got out of the theater and it got a little Nick Caged. You know, people were like, it's stupid because it's stupid because it's stupid, and if you listen to Nickelback, you suck. Or <laughs> I guess, hold on, I need uh, is this adulting reference? It's, it was like, it got Toby keith for me. Oh, okay, there you go. Ooh, ooh, I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> uh, well, the internet did it. I didn't do it. I do love Toby Keith music, though. Sorry I about as it, well. Steve. Somebody's got uh. to. <laughs> I, I also, like, I used to like Nickelback. Ooh, yeah. wow. Ooh. And it's been fun, everybody. No, I mean, <laughs> right? like, I, well, I can go over the various, like, qualities of Nickelback, if that's what we want to get into here on this podcast, but I don't think they we some need good to. albums. No, and, and last week we, def- we, we attacked Deadpool. Um, we really did rip it into a hole. Yeah, which it deserved. You know, he got one in that movie, and we just gave him another. Uh, I but, thoroughly uh, enjoyed the Last Jedi. I really did. Yeah, I, I thought I, it was I really a great movie. It was good. Okay. What What did you think, Steven? Uh, no, I really liked it. Okay, cool. I really, really liked it. That's so, the yeah. thing is, like, I haven't really met anybody that hates it that much. I just know the right? internet hates it. Yeah, like the internet hates it a lot, but like people that I talk to in my daily life are just kind of like, yeah, it was good. Even, even though I will say, I liked Deadpool too, y'all. Oh, you like missed the new Deadpool. You made a mistake there. Yes. Uh, I just did not enjoy it. No. That's unfortunate. I, I know I was watching it and like if I had a time machine, I would go back in time and show like 15 year old me who, who loved South Park. I would have been like, hey, man, you're going to here's the here's the DVD because I have a time machine. I went forward and sure. got it. Uh, watch this. You're going to love it. But that would have been <laughs> 10 years ago. And my sense of humor, I, I guess, is I don't want to sound like a but is i feel like a little bit more refined like fart jokes and all that just i don't know it doesn't do it for me anymore but who doesn't love like a good joke every once in a while come on hey, man, yeah, that I was the whole it. movie right i <laughs> would fair. love it every once in a while <laughs> I love it. Uh, but this is not our episode on Deadpool 2. We already yeah, did sorry. that, and I don't. I, I, I get you asking about it, talking about it, but I don't want to sit here and just rip it a second new <laughs> Yeah. Because uh, we're not doing any anybody any good, just just doing that again. Uh, so let's, let's, before we dive into our reviews of Solo, uh, let's read from what the professionals have to say because they're better at this than we are. Ethan, do you have a negative review I on this I do have a negative review. It comes to us from our old friend Richard Brody from The New Yorker who hates everything. We went through... This is... He doesn't like like a single movie that we like. Yeah, no. All he likes is like art films that don't even have a Rotten Tomatoes score. From like the 70s and 80s. Yeah. Sure. So anyway, Richard Brody says, there's a great deal of Star Wars related information available in Solo, A Star Wars Story, but it's sent in a very low bandwidth way that takes two hours and 15 minutes to transmit. It's like watching a live-action dramatization of a download progress bar, with actors carrying bits of information from one side of the screen to the other. So he didn't like it. He didn't like it. <laughs> That's what I'm getting here. He, I think he's trying to say it was boring and slow. So this, I have a, uh, a positive review from Peter Rayner over at the Christian Science Monitor. This is a fresh review, but it's not necessarily a positive review. I'll just read the quip from his headline. It says, of all the Star Wars-themed movies, this one is the closest to a Saturday afternoon serial slash western. Don't expect more than that. So... He likes Saturday afternoon serial and westerns, but he he calls it like it is. You know, it's not. And this is why I say you shouldn't compare it to Last Jedi. Is it's not. Um, you know, it's it's not much. It's it's a small. It's a light story. It's like Ant Man. It's bite sized. It's easy. Right. Um, and that was you know to put my feeling. I, I definitely jive with what Peter Rayner here said. Um, 
What do you guys think? So we're, we're going to do a little bit of spoiler-free review about Solo. We're going to do, you know, 20 good minutes of not telling people what it's about, even though you, you kind of know a lot of what's going to happen. Right. Uh, because there are a certain set of characters in this movie that are unkillable. Yeah. Han Solo will not die in this movie. Lando Calrissian also will not die in this movie. The Millennium Falcon will not be blown up in this movie. And Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Not Chewbacca. Chewbacca sounds like a guy I want to hang out with. Yeah, yeah. Chewbacca sounds like my new buddy. Chewbacca will not die in this movie. Chewbacca sounds like that girl that I used to work with that chewed with her mouth open. Mm. <sighs> Got to stop that. Yeah. But okay, so I'm it. just going to say it ahead of time. This movie could have been, whatever you say about it, at the end of the day, anybody who agree, who, who sees this movie, this movie could have been so much worse because it could have had, yeah. and I'm not saying it's bad. I'm just saying it could have been a lot worse because it could have had no stakes whatsoever. They could right. have very easily made a movie that had no, absolutely no drama to it. It's like, oh, it's all about Hondo and Land, Hondo and Land, Han and Lando, <laughs> and you know they're not going to die. Like, that could have been the whole thing. Well, it, even if that was the case, there is a certain Star Wars legend that has been just tossed around within the Star Wars community for, you know, 40 years now, or however long it's been since the, the line, and I'm not going to spoil the line, but the line came out about, you know, the how did, how did you do that kind of question. And this movie does explore that. And I was really excited to see that because even if there are no stakes, it's really cool to see Han's development and getting through the process of, you know, figuring out how to, well, I guess he knows how to fly, but flying confidently, flying the Falcon and, and you know, getting the credit that he deserves. And I, don't, I, I thought that that was really cool. And, and I didn't need stakes if it had that. And it did have stakes and it did have that. So that was that was cool for me. I, I, you know, I liked it being a, a concise story, and I think that it did what it set out to do, if that makes sense. I know that's like the most basic, like vague thing I can say, and I'm trying so hard not to spoil everything. No, um, you're good. Right. We'll get there. But, we'll get there. You'll, you'll have your opportunity to just go hog wild. Yeah, there are things that when I heard they were making a Han Solo movie, including the one you referenced, but a lot of them we were like, okay, this has to happen. This has to happen. This has to happen. And we're all going to learn about this. And it did all of those things things i guess the question is just how well did it do them now did i guess just as a quick binary review you know zero or one would you watch it again or did you enjoy it i do give this a one i did enjoy it i right out right out the gate i want to say that that i i really did like it and i would recommend everyone go see it i really would it's star wars fan or not uh, Ethan, where do you fall on that? I am also a one. I actually recommended it to someone last night who came to me directly and said, hey, uh, should I go see Solo? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. What kind of stupid question is that? Yes, obviously yeah. you should go see it. Like, make your own opinion. It's a Star Wars movie. Right. Everybody Get your head out of your ass. Uh, and the, the but person, I understand people's trepidation after, you know, a lot of people didn't like Rogue One, us included. I, I, yeah, me included. I hated Rogue One. Wow. And, and a lot of people didn't like Last Jedi, not me included. Uh, so I can see why some people might be, like, a little fatigued with the brand. Because uh, it was easy when everybody loved all of them, even though they didn't. Like, you got to remember that this is a, a movie franchise with now, I think, ten films. And, yeah, like, ten. half of them are hated. Hmm. So, Pappas, what do you think? Yeah, are you a zero, a, or a, a zero or a one? Um... So, okay, so this movie had no reason to exist. Correct. And did basically nothing for the canon. That being said, correct. Um, I'm a one. <laughs> I enjoyed it. it. Had, that's kind of exactly I, I, how I feel about it. To say the truth. Yeah, like I don't it know one, that it justified it, its reason to exist. I don't think it did, but it was a fun summer popcorn flick that I enjoyed watching. It was exactly that. It was very much a popcorn yeah, flick. And I think that there is, it explored a new, it opened a new door of the canon that uh, a lot of the fans of the TV shows, which I, I'm not, I've not watched them. Mm -hmm. um, I think it was a great nod for them. And a lot of the prequel apologists, I think would have been very, very happy with the, you know, the spoiler redacted uh, movement for the canon. Right. 
I, I mean, I am a fan of the TV shows, so oh, assuming we're talking about the same moment. Um, I'm sure we are. I'm yeah. sure we are. Yeah. Uh, I was very excited to see that because I was finally seeing something that, you know, I'm I'm getting something good to come out of a lot of bad. <laughs> yeah. I think that was a Ron Howard decision. I could be mistaken. I, you know, I'm sure if somebody's read an article somewhere, they know more than I do. Um, but I think that he was the one that reached out and was like, can we do this? And they were like, oh, uh, sure why not so i was very excited about that and that's the great thing about this movie is as long as you stay within the the confines of what you're given like it has to happen within han solo's life it can't run up past a new hope like as long as you operate within those those conditions and you follow the story somewhat you can't really it up there's nothing you could particularly ruin or could you like what i I don't know i don't have an answer to that i just wanted (laughs) to be i didn't i didn't personally feel like anything was ruined i will say that it introduced a bunch of characters uh some that i thought were developed really really well and others that i was like i i don't understand this at all i'm completely lost well, um, without giving too much away they're clearly going to make another one yeah they're yeah, clearly going to make another one and yeah. one of my issues with this here comes my nerdy nerdy because I, again i don't know exactly where y'all fall but huge star wars fan i've got star wars tattoos all over me um so they, I watched a whole Han Solo movie about young Han Solo, and at no point did I meet his now in canon wife, Sana. And I'm very upset because she exists in that universe now, and I want her so badly because she's so bad. At- is is I, I now I am unfamiliar with the character that you are referencing. Same. Is that um is that not like is there no way that that's the same as the Amelia Clark character? No, it wouldn't be. Um, because since it's they're both in canon, um, they both have to have happened. So right. there's no way I think that they could be like, oh, this person is actually this person. Like, because they have different names and uh, his. You wife, know who else had different names? Who's that? Darth Vader and Anakin Skywalker. <laughs> well, here's the one that they're gonna have some trouble. Uh, <laughs> some trouble switching. Uh, his wife is a woman of color, and uh-huh. Amelia Clark is not. So. <laughs> So what, what does she exist in? Oh. Um, she's in the, they brought her in in the comic run. Okay. Um, and she makes her first appearance in the current run, quote unquote, from a couple years ago of Star Wars, which takes place between A New Hope and Empire. So that's the first time that we meet her, but she clearly was married to him before all this. Um, so I'm interested to see if they're going to bring her in at any point. I'm a super nerd. By so the wait, way. he had a wife during you A New Hope? do not need to apologize for that. Yes, technically he had a wife. <laughs> what? I mean, yeah, I mean, a I new mean, hope. You got to remember the thing terms. about a new hope, and the thing about a new hope is that it was never. I mean, it was, but there was not a clear plan. Like they didn't do sequels then, like what they do now. So there's like clear canonical problems between yeah, four I and mean, five for sure. But he's just he's all about Leia from that moment onward. Yeah, Leia's all right. about Luke. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they they were <laughs> kind of into each other there. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like, that was a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that was a big old fat problem. Uh, yeah, it was a little weird, but you know, maybe that's why they got along so well. Yeah, twins tend to do that. Person. Um, <laughs> make out? No, not yeah. that. You're a twin, right, Steven? You make out with your brother, sister? Um, yeah, twin? all the time. Uh, yeah, totally. Every 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 other day, not every day. That'd be too much. <laughs> every Christmas and twice on New Year's. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, one at midnight, and then you know, yeah. one later. Call it nasty. It's nasty. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I completely agree with what you said. Is that like it didn't really accomplish much? It didn't really add anything or take anything away. Uh, but I still enjoyed it. It's like it, it is just a it is a heist movie. It is a Ron Howard movie with a Star Wars in a Star Wars costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can. It's see like that. a it's like a getaway driver heist movie. It's like yep. Baby Driver, you like it, but you like it better than with the Han Vinci Solo. Code? 
Did I like it better than the Da Vinci Code? Yeah. Uh, yes. Probably? No, not the Da Vinci Code. I did like it better than Angels and Demons. I think the Da Vinci Code was his record at 77 million. Da Vinci Code was a really good movie. Was it? Yeah. As far as, like, <laughs> I, I love the Da Vinci that? Code. As far I as, think... like, book-to-movie adaptations go, it knocked it out of the park. I just love the book so much, and there was there was some stuff left out. I'm that guy. I mean, I love like, all oh. the books, but it's by far the least egregious adaptation of a Dan Brown or of a oh, uh, Robert Langdon Angels book. and Demons was garbage. Uh, well, it, mm, Inferno was pretty bad, too. They changed I didn't the whole thing. It. Oh, yeah. The whole, <laughs> if you've read the book, I don't know if you have or not. I have. Uh, yeah, the whole ending is just way, way more uh, gentrified. Hmm. That sounds weird. I don't like that. Oh, Come on, Ron. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to ruin random movie, movies for people here on the podcast. So That's like, fair. Yeah. Uh, but I'll, we'll we'll talk later. It's it's yeah. Cool. Yeah, I'll shoot you a message or something. It's wild. It's but okay. Don't, I've also got to ask you why you hate Rogue One. So we'll talk about that later too. Oh, we can talk about that here. That's that's Star Wars. That's that's on <laughs> yeah. brand. I hated Rogue We've One because the story was people. incredibly boring. It didn't make me buy into any of the characters. Uh, the best thing about it was um, was Cassian, and you could tell that he was. He was born out of a much more dark storyline that never ended up ended up getting made. Hmm. Okay. It looked it looked beautiful. It looked like Star Wars. It was it was a good shot at that, but it just it didn't. That one I felt was almost more unnecessary. It didn't really add anything to the story. Okay. I will say, as time passes, I like Rogue One more and more. But I think I'm a, a reaching a plateau on my interest in Rogue One um, because when the first time I saw it, I was like, Jyn Erso looks too much like Rey, and that's a problem for me because I think I'd only seen the Force awakens once at that point and i was like i'm already confused and the toys are going to be confusing and i'm confused and i don't care about this character i care about ray give me more ray i want to watch the force awakens again that movie was awesome and uh but then every time you watch it the more i get familiar with the characters the more i'm like oh this is actually a decent story put together pretty well um I love K2SO, such a cool droid. Uh, They've done really good work with the droids in all these new movies. I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you brought that up. I read a report, or not a report, I was reading a comments today. Rotten Tomatoes put out a question, who was your favorite new character? And a lot of people did not like L3. Did you like L3? Um, Absolutely. I loved her, yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'm so being careful okay, again cool. without spoilers, but yes. Yeah, yeah no, no, we'll, totally. We'll get to her in a second, because she's a big part of this movie. Oh yeah, um, there's uh, some yeah. weird implications with her too. There's a lot of them, and about. but there's some really, really, truly funny moments too mm-hmm. uh, with her. But um, and, and so I don't even know what else to say about this without spoiling it. It's 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 a movie about Han Solo not dying. Go watch Star Wars. <laughs> there's only like four of those now. Oh, <laughs> too soon. I'm not ready too for soon. that. It's, I know it's been like four thousand years, but too soon. Too soon. Uh, I mean, just don't, let's not talk about Spider-Man on this podcast. Oh, don't why, make me Why sad. would you do that? I'm going to cry. <laughs> I mean, we all are. I have a huge, every, my left arm is covered in a huge Spider-Man piece. So I'm like, uh. every time I listen to your podcast and you all do the mental health update, I'm just like, well, I'm still not doing good. <laughs> I still don't feel so Russo Brothers. Dark. <laughs> Russo Brothers still did that to me. <laughs> who was supposed to direct this originally? It was, it was Miller and Lord, right? I have no idea. I think the so. guys who did Lego movie. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And yeah, Deadpool. Was, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I thought so. Cause they were still listed as producers. I like Ron Howard. Yeah, I, I, I love Ron Howard movies. I really do. Um, he's done a lot of great movies over the years. And like this one, I I did not know it was Ron Howard. I didn't actually, I guess, pay attention to it. I never really do with Star Wars directors for some reason. Mm-hmm. Um, but I to like to me, it's still just George Lucas. Like, I know it's not, but it is. Uh, and so when, when at the end, it was like a movie by Ron Howard. And I was like, that makes sense. <laughs> that's that's oh. 
That makes sense. It was probably uh, one of his less dramatic movies, I'll be honest. So to, to wrap True. up our spoiler-free section, uh, we would all recommend this movie. We all thought it was good. Um, and it's it's Star Wars, man, you know? And like... Right. Uh, my, my recommendation... Everybody was... Go ahead. Is, go ahead. if you're asking if you need to go see this movie, again, I repeat, get your head out of your ass. Stop listening to the internet. Go watch Star Wars. You may not get that many more chances. Stephen Pappas, any uh, final spoiler-free thoughts? Again, do what I did. Go into this movie expecting Star Wars, but having lowered expectations. Right. Because here's the thing. We all love Han Solo. We all love Harrison Ford's portrayal of Han Solo. This movie is never going to meet your expectations, so don't sit there and judge it because it wasn't the perfect Han Solo movie. View it as a crime, mob, heist movie set in the Star Wars universe that happens to have some familiar characters and i think you will enjoy it it was it was a fun ride it was in dd uh yeah so let's do a little swoop and then yeah, we can me, talk give about me a all right now we're in spoiler land spoiler topia man land it, had darth it had darth maul it, 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 it had darth maul in it had darth maul Oh what? Who, who I'm not even I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was walking out of the theater and I was very hungry, so I get crabby <laughs> when I'm hungry. But mm-hmm. as I'm walking out of the theater, there's a dude behind me like explaining Darth Maul to a child, and all I wanted to do was turn around and be like, actually, it's just Maul now because he was killed in battle, he was defeated in battle, and therefore is no longer a Sith. So he's not Darth Maul. <laughs> and then I was like, Oh gosh, a- you are. A d- I was very a kid's hungry. Life. You won't. Well, you won't like me when I'm hungry. Exactly. <laughs> I'm, no, I get very hangry, y'all. It's a bad, bad thing. Is it, have you eaten tonight? I have my food right next to me, smelling delicious, and I'm hungry, but I will not yell at you, Stephen. It's okay. Yeah, I know. I ate some beans and rice right before I hopped on here, so we're all good. Perfect. That's what I have for lunch. Yeah. Yeah. Twins shrimp and rice. Uh, anyway, um, I yeah, I love this movie. Uh, I really did. I don't really have that many issues with it, to tell you the truth. I came in with very low expectations, and I never really cared that much for Han Solo to begin with. I'll be really honest with you. He was a cool character. He was not the second coming of the Lord Jesus, <laughs> like everybody talks about in those movies. I didn't really get all of the hype. Like, to me, and I've said this several times on the podcast, when I think about Harrison Ford, I think about Indiana Jones. Like, that is the character that he is for me. Mm. Han Solo is a secondary thing. So this movie gave me life to, gave life to, for me to a character that I just was like, yeah, he's cool. And now I am, I like Han Solo better because of the existence of this movie. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. See, I went into this movie being like Ansel, what is it? Eggort? I don't remember. Uh, it's Alden Ehrenreich. Ansel Elgort is the kid from The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, same thing. Uh, (laughs) Sure. Yeah. (laughs) You know what I meant. Um, The Fault in Our Star Wars. Oh, ooh, I'd watch that one. I wouldn't watch it otherwise. Um, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no okay so he's not he's not han solo let's just get that out of the way he's not harrison no, I, ford i agree with you i was like this seems like a totally new character right. i don't really see the the connection oh i disagree with that entirely i don't think there's anything he said or did on screen that that didn't that wasn't harrison ford yeah <sighs> The way you shot his gun was very Harrison Ford. His left arm up. That's fair. Like, he he did it right down to the whole, the, the, having the shirt eating grin on his face the entire time for no explicable reason. Just like Harrison Ford always did in those movies. Yeah, but he wasn't making out with Carrie Fisher. Carrie Fisher's dead. Oh, no, don't do that to me. I'm just, I'm hurts, just reminding man. you, it's pretty hard for him to make out with Carrie Fisher. She is not breathing anymore. She was in Rogue One. <laughs> That's true. Okay. She was there. We saw her. Um... No, okay, so, but if we're talking about people who channeled the original actors, Donald f***ing Glover. Loved him. Loved I him. adore I would, him. I love Donald Glover. I was completely unimpressed with his Lando Calrissian. Really? What? 
I, yeah. He was doing this like weird accent thing that I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Oh, at he was all. perfect. He was at the, the beginning when you first heard that accent. I was like, that's Billy D. Like that is. Oh, I know. I know what he was going for. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to bite this garlic bread real quick. Y'all riff on something. Yeah. I, could, I don't, Glover. I don't think he could have possibly done better with that part. Uh, by far the shining moment in the movie. If we're talking about like older characters, like yeah, Chewbacca was cool. Uh, I don't necessarily know if that was the best way to kind of portray the whole character. They didn't really give him much to tell you the truth in this movie. And I get that it's not Chewbacca, a Star Wars story. It's Solo, a Star Wars story. I get it. Right. I understand it. But there isn't one without the other. But Donald Glover's Lando Calrissian, I thought he was perfect. I don't think he could have done better. I don't think he could have picked a better person. I No, I can't think of another actor that could have pulled it off. No. Like he, I went into it like, I love Lando, and I love Donald Glover. I'm hoping for the best, because this could be really bad for my love for both of them. And I was, like, really, really pleased. Like, I mean, I think he aced it. He just shows you once again that he is probably the most versatile human currently on the planet. God, right? Well, and I will say this. Like, I don't think anybody else could have done it the way Donald Glover did it. And I think he was the best choice. I just don't know that they're... Like, I don't know that the best is good enough in my mind. Like, humans have not achieved that level of perfection. Um, but I will say I was really pleased with what it did to tell the story of... You know, I think one of the most powerful scenes of Star Wars is in Empire Strikes Back when they land and Donald Glover... Not Donald Glover. Uh, <laughs> See, Lando you think it too. Exactly, exactly. Hey, have you seen my Twitter name right now? It's amazing. <laughs> I um, have. Uh, and Lando Calrissian is like, you burly son of a b- you get the hell out of here. How dare you come here? And then like, it comes back to like, you think he's just being sarcastic or whatever, but it's actually, he's like, you need to leave because they said they were going to take the next people that landed and you didn't tell me it was going to be you, but you get to see a little bit more of their backstory and their relationship. And like, you know, the, the card playing and the, every story you've heard about me and the cheating and the lying and the, oh, it was so good. I, I really did. I loved the dynamic. I thought there was some cool parallels in their yeah. relationship there. So let's be let's be honest with ourselves. Let's look deep down inside our souls for a minute. Mm-hmm. Lando Calrissian in Empire Strikes Back makes absolutely no sense. No. Why is that? Where did he come from? How? What was there? In, like, there's that story was completely untold in Empire Strikes Back, and now we have the other end of that story and why they matter to each other, the relationship they had, why they'd be willing to fight for each other because it, they, we were got we gave nothing in Empire. That's true. In Empire, he's just like Lando. He's not a city. He's a person. Like, <laughs> right. Oh, okay. Obviously, I'll go to Lando Calrissian. Who else would I go find in this situation? Right. And that's what right. I'm saying. Is like there right. was no backstory. There was nothing. It was just you dropped into this character, and you're supposed to believe that him and and Han would go to war for each other. Now I see it. Right. And and there's. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot of things, like I said earlier, that, that had to get done in this. And I think that telling that first half of that story is one. Like, now it makes sense. How did he get the Falcon? Cool. Now we know. Um, And I thought that that was done really well because in the original movies, he always alludes to, like, I want it fair and square. And he's like, no, you didn't. Like, there's always this, like, kind of disagreement between them of whether or not it was well done. And there's jokes about how Han messed up the ship and how it was beautiful before he came along. So, like, they dropped a lot of things between those two into this that I thought really helped with the dynamic of the two of them playing them younger. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, I I totally agree with that. And I I loved, I definitely loved how the Falcon, like, when they first see it, it's this beautiful ship. I love that they address that Lando does not say Han's name correctly. Right. Right. I thought that was genius. Han, yeah, Lando inexplicably calls him Han, even though he says his name is Han. And Han calls it the Falcon, even though everybody else says Falcon. Right. I thought that was genius. Yeah, it's just like it started off like that. Oh, and the, and the, my favorite line in the whole movie comes from these two. Like, literally, when Han puts his arm around Lando and Lando goes, I hate you. And Han goes, I know. Right. <laughs> they did They did little riffs on lines from the original. They did that. They did. Uh, he said, I have a really good feeling about oh, this. I know. It was just, it made me, the whole thing, the whole thing just made me smile. 
It really did. What did you think of instead of the crawl and instead of just jumping into the movie like they did in Rogue One, they give you context with the blue text. What did what was your thoughts on that? I like the crawl being reserved for the saga. I do too. I do too. I agree. But I also don't Gospels. like the blue text explanation. I, I feel like what happened was somebody, they got to test screenings and somebody was like, uh, sorry, what the f*** are you talking about? Right, what? Who's Han Solo? <laughs> yeah. And so they yeah. need to explain the whole crime to syndicates thing because that's never like said otherwise until like an hour and a half into the movie. That's true. I think they could have left it out and just said, you know, Corellia. And then in the bottom, like, and then it's system had left it at that. Like, oh, we're on Krillia. Cool. And that's all you need to know. And later on through context, I think you probably could have figured it out. Um, but I, I didn't love or hate it. I was just like, oh, we're doing this. Okay. Well, here's some. I was surprised. Right. Like, me it too. Was, yeah. It was jarring when a second line of blue text came up on the screen. I was like, huh? Mm-hmm. How dare you, Ron Howard? <laughs> Um, I want to talk about as well, moving on from that, um, there is a moment that when it first happened, I was viscerally upset. And then I was like, you know what? Decision that Ron Howard made. And this is all, this is all true stories. These things did happen and he's just retelling them. And, uh, Han can speak freaking Wookiee. Oh yeah. Okay. (sighs) What? (sighs) What? Okay. So we didn't need that. Like, (laughs) (laughs) Now I'm just thinking about it. It's making me mad again. Yeah, yeah. Like, there was you, no reason for that. You know Han could understand Wookiee, but like him just sitting there going like... Right, and, and they make it so clear that like, oh, Chewbacca can understand him later, like easily. But then all of a sudden, like, he won't stop attacking him until he makes the weird Wookiee sounds. I guess, yeah, it was just to show like, like oh, I'm one of you, like, I'm with you, man. He's scruffy looking, looking nerf herder. Do they, they, do they herd nerfs on uh, K- Kashik? Kashik? No. I'm just gonna say it so. as many different ways as no, possible. No, he said like, Kashikian <laughs> move milker. Is that what he said? Yeah, he called him like a Kashikian move milker. What, is that like, just like, dirty <laughs> ass <laughs> I think so. Okay. In Star Wars. Oh my gosh. That, I did think that was an interesting scene, though. Um, I mean, it was very clear to me, and that's the one thing about this movie, I will say. It was very predictable all throughout. Like, I, I knew every twist that was coming, especially when they're like, take him to the beast. And I'm like, okay, it's going to be Chewbacca. Got it. Uh, I'm glad and, you I caught that, because I sure, sure did not. Oh, really? I did, sit, I did sit up in my seat a little bit when they were like, take him to the beast, and I was like, is it going to be Chewbacca? I was, ex- yeah, I was just is. expecting a Rancor. <laughs> Like I was That was definitely the parallel that we're going. I legitimately through. was just expecting them to bust out a Rancor. Right. Uh I didn't it never occurred to me that it was Chewbacca. I forgot about Chewbacca, I'll tell you the truth. Uh because I was so invested in Han getting off Corellia and everything, and when they were like taking him to the beast and Chewbacca popped out, I was like, Oh, I should have caught that. <laughs> Okay. I just want to point out real quick. I don't know if maybe I'm just like I'm a pretty big Star Wars nerd. Clearly not as big as you, Stephen. But yeah, uh, I'm a big Star Wars nerd physically but and I would, informational. I would, <laughs> I would love to get to your level. Um, the name of the planet that Han is from, Toyota Corolla, <laughs> tripped me up every single time. Corellia. Uh, yeah. What? That's it's it's, it's got to be Toyota Corolla. That's what they're going for there. It's like because the Rogue One had the Nissan Rogue ads, so this is like Han Solo's from Toyota Corolla. Well, they they existed. I mean, this that the world of Corellia was mentioned for the first time in A New Hope. Yeah. Um, was it really? Yeah. Yeah. Because the oh, I the cruiser that. that um Leia is oh, on in the beginning is a Corellian cru- cruiser. Mm-hmm. 
You're right. Now so I'm, I'm taking that to mean together. that like Corellia was liberated at some time between then, or do well, they just make ships? That's what that's what Han Solo is gonna do, right? He's got two more movies. Alden Ehrenreich does. Air, oh Air, my gosh, are they doing two? That's that's uh, yeah. He has said in an interview that he's got three total oh, films. But are they gonna so, actually happen after this one? It didn't flop, but it didn't do it, great. It, if it goes international, it'll make money. That's fair. Um, like, e- overnight. Uh, yeah, it's I'd currently like only made, more. like, 14% of its earnings from international. Oh, wow. Yeah. So if it hits China, boom, done. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I, I would want to see more. I, I liked it. So, like, I'd be down I with did that. Too. I think, well, so he signed on for two more movies. I don't know if that means two more solo movies or if it means two more Star Wars stories where Solo is a Well, character. the next one's obviously, if there is another one, going to have something to do with him on Tatooine with Jabba. Right. Which is where and he's I headed. I wonder if they if his third movie if they'll do a movie involving um kira and maul and then bring him in in that one yeah but he he never sees lightsaber until obi-wan busts one out that's true that's like a yeah. sticking point because mm. he talks about like you know the, the whole thing about uh laser swords and hokey religions are no match for a good blaster yeah or maybe he shoots darth maul who knows i guess darth maul's death is recorded now right um his actual death if it if it actually happens is i'm trying to remember if it happened in the show uh or if it was in the comics but uh yeah i mean he 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 does die i can't remember who kills him but it's not han solo <laughs> maybe so, i will Could say be. who knows we all got to see han shoot first at the end oh, of the yeah. movie yes. and it made me so happy oh yeah and, and, and uh woody harrelson just like that was a good idea i'd have killed you yeah did you guys like did, tobias i did i did as well i really did yeah. yeah i like a lot of people were like woody harrelson's gonna take me out of it i was like okay okay didn't take me out at all i love him he, he didn't mace windu didn't take me out either he, well i was waiting on mace windu the whole time to say <laughs> but I, I will say Woody Harrelson the whole time I was just getting like Yondu vibes from um, mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm familiar. Like, yeah, I, I was getting like a weird parallel between those two characters for Solo. Um, oh man, how Woody Harrelson would have made Star-Lars. a way better Yondu. Not a fan of, uh, what's his name? No, Michael I love Lola? Yondu, but like Woody Harrelson would have done that better still. I mean, that's fair. Woody Harrelson's a fantastic guy. Yeah, actor. like that. He was great. Uh, what's his name? Um, never mind. I don't have no idea. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's um, he's Merle Dixon, the, the champion from District Twelve, yeah. Tallahassee. No. <laughs> no, not Woody Harrelson, uh, the guy who plays Yondu. Oh, uh, Michael, uh, Michael Michael Rooker. Rooker. Michael Rooker. I tried to say Mickey Rourke, and I was like, that's not right. I almost said Michael Emerson, no, he's, but he's, that's not him either. Yeah, yeah. No, I know who Woody Harrelson is. Um, the dude from Zombieland. <laughs> Yeah, Tallahassee. Uh, what were we talking about? Star Wars? Yeah. Something about that. Yeah. Uh, I liked L3. I thought naming L3 Leet was like the stupidest, most meta dumb joke I've ever L337? seen. L337? <laughs> yeah. That's, uh, shut up. Okay. Get off AOL Instant Messenger, Ron <laughs> Howard. Let's go make some movies. I'm blaming you directly, Ron. I know you probably didn't name the character. What have I seen this woman in? I don't know. She didn't know she was playing a droid. Did you know Really? That? Yeah, she had no idea. She like, auditioned for the role, and she read the lines, and she was like, wow, an empowering female character. I love this. I want to go for the part. Not a Star Wars fan. She auditions for the part, gets it, and she's like, hey, what's a droid, by the way? Is that like some weird alien? And they were like, no, you're a robot. Like, it's your whole, it's your, your part is a robot you're a robot it was i i did love that character though and it was i did too it was really cool to like see them finally acknowledge the clear enslavement of droids 
in the galaxy. Right. Yeah. Because, um, like, I mean, even in the first movie, C-3PO says, it seems we're made to suffer. And, like, oh, gosh. I was always like, line. well, yeah, kind of. Well, they, they also, like, in the in the original trilogy have scenes where they're just, like, burning their feet. Oh, and are, yeah. Like, clearly in pain. Like, it's hurting them. There's segregation, straight up segregation, because, like, in the first movie, they won't let him into the bar. They're like, we don't serve their kind here. Right. Yeah, it's droids are not treated well. No, not really. But it was cool. She's sassy. I've never seen this woman in anything, but her voice possibly sounded more familiar than anybody I've ever heard in my life. Her voice reminded me of Gwendolyn Christie. Really? Yeah, her voice reminded me of um, Gwendolyn Christie. She reminds me of, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, Jen from the IT crowd. Have you seen that show, Steven? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so good. Yeah, like, the whole time she's talking, I'm like, who is that? Just thought of it. She reminds me of Jen from the IT crowd. Uh, but anyway, she was great. She's a great character. There was a lot of uh, weird implications going on there. Yeah, there was some sketchy Yeah, but that's sketch. such a Lan- that's such a Lando thing, is to be doinking a droid, you know? <laughs> like, that's the most Lando thing I've ever heard. I-, I did like the way they addressed it. It's just like, oh, yeah, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then she's and just like, like, how do you? She's like, Lando has a thing for me, but uh, I don't return his affections when, like, she obviously does. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. And Amelia Clark, the delivery of that face that she makes right after she says it works <laughs> is amazing. Yeah. Um, I mean, she's, people... she's notoriously good at, like, facial acting. Yeah. And she's great. She didn't write a dragon in this. I was pretty upset about it. No. But um, I was okay with the way it went down. Uh I, you know, can can I ask a question? So I read an article on IGN today. You can read? Yeah, it's I'm weird. Sorry, I just love to do that. It I hurts. can't read. Go on. Uh, <laughs> can you? Um, so, podcast man. Yeah, I know. I just I get all my For people who can't blog. <laughs> but no, they had an interesting article of like how disturbing the ramifications of what happens to L three are. So okay, L three gets blowed up and uh, dies in Lando's arms, which is devastating to be honest oh, yeah, he's like, just broken yeah and i was like attached to the character and i was just like oh no i had a genuine like emotional response and but there are some really disturbing implications to the idea that they have now uploaded her into the falcon so <laughs> if you think about this there's there's only a couple ways this can go down and one of them is she is now the ship and she will remain the ship for the entirety of the star wars saga which doesn't make much sense because in empire when they plug 3po into it he says I don't know where this ship learned to communicate. Its dialect is terrible. Um, But if she's the ship, isn't she just alone and sentient and just sad all the time? Because they they leave her in a junkyard for 30 years um, before Force Awakens covered up. (laughs) Like, there's some really disturbing, like, oh no, what happens to the consciousness of this droid? (laughs) Well, but you got to think if if she is just alone and everything, like, I think droids don't function the way humans do like they they have feelings and emotions like that has been made clear throughout at least the new age star wars like bb8 has emotions and feelings right and r2d2 can just decide oh i'm sad because luke skywalker's gone so that's that right um so like the droids have feelings and k2so was able to like make a hero's decision and (laughs) sacrifice himself for the mission um but if her consciousness is still in existence i think that there's a certain level because she was like dead for like a time Right. So uh, I think there's a certain level of like immortality that goes to it. And with immortality, 30 years is the same as like no years as no time at all so mm. I, that, that's at least my theory on it um i don't know what do you think Me? i think lando probably took oh, her back out that's fair because th- there is that thought of like okay if if lando is so willing to just like gamble away the ship which is 
part of someone he loved now. That's what I'm thinking, yeah. Is that like he would not be as willing to just hand it back over in a, in a game of cards. Right. Well, Lando's pretty addicted to cards. <laughs> Doesn't think he's ever going to lose because he's cheating at cards. This is true. I don't know. I it, it does create a problem with the canon if you just leave her in there. This is where we talk about addiction to gambling on our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> We're not professionals. There's help out there. Uh, but if you have a gambling addiction, good news. Sports gambling is now legal in the United States again. Uh, no, bad news. Is it? What know. is happening right now? Yeah, that's terrible really news. Like, do you have an ad for like DraftKings <laughs> or something that we're about to run? By the way, oh one God. day fantasy football, DraftKings, <laughs> the new sponsor of Bacon and Eggs with Tyler and Ethan coming up. You can you don't want to play a full game of fantasy baseball with your buddies all season long and listen to them <laughs> about which players don't work. You play one day at a time with DraftKings. <laughs> DraftKings.com slash bacon. <laughs> And uh, no, I'm kidding. You won't get anything. Don't go there. Yeah, don't go there. That's not an actual sponsor. That was a joke. It's a little little inside podcast humor. Just a little rock paper scissors joke for you. <laughs> Unless you made a scissors, of course. Meek's made a scissors. Speak just just tangential to Meek and that rock paper scissors joke. Have you watched Hunt for the Wilder People yet? I have not. I haven't either. But Stephen, have you seen it? I, no, I don't know what that is. Oh my gosh. So you know Taika Waititi who did Thor Ragnarok? Yeah. He did a different movie called Hunt for the Wilder People. It's got a 97% tomatometer and a 91 audience and it's got the kid from deadpool 2 that you liked uh yeah russell the, the little russell. New kid i didn't say i liked him <laughs> julian dennison is in it and he's apparently hilarious um richard brody did not like it uh which appears <laughs> to be the only negative review of course now, he is why am i not surprised <laughs> what is that kid's name uh julian dennison uh, is the kid's name and we're sure it's not just like 16 year old small rebel wilson yeah <laughs> oh my god right yeah that was so like- much about him i was like that's are you rebel wilson's brother <laughs> are you rebel Wil- no he's uh he's not australian he's uh new zealand new zealand uh, kiwi. Kiwi. what yeah it's called kiwi. that get the front door out of town yeah. are you Cause serious because ah. the birds <laughs> no i get it it's not a nationality though it is he does kind of he does he's wearing a flat brim hat he kind of looks like a kiwi in this picture the fruit or the bird the bird okay <laughs> flightless for sure yeah, i gotta watch this movie it looks the really, tagline really good. is nature it. just got gangster <laughs> and the picture the poster is just julia dennison sam neil and a boar looking into the distance <laughs> and the boar appears to be screaming it does seem to be the case is that sam neil yeah oh, sam neil. i didn't catch that yeah. i haven't seen it yet so i, I haven't either i just saw this that. this trailer next to it that had, clearly has sam neil in it this is very funny sam neil highest rated film we're on a we're in a rabbit hole now keep up <laughs> Uh, highest rated film, Forgotten Silver, 1997, 100% Rotten Tomato score. Lowest rated film, 0%, United Passions, 2015. Uh, you mean it's like not it. Jurassic Park 3? I was just about to <laughs> f- say that. <laughs> nope, it is United Passions. Shocking. 0% critics liked it. 0%. <laughs> United Passions sounds like a porno. It does. I, I doesn't look like uh, Richard Brody did a review on this one. <laughs> He's not into erotic films. Uh, let's, uh, you know, as long as we're on Jurassic Park. Uh, <laughs> does anybody else think Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom looks absolutely awful? I think it looks great. I don't see that. 
at all. You know what I'm kind of over though, and I'm I'm really sad to say this. Dinosaurs I'm kind of over Chris Pratt. Oh, uh, and I'm like so mad about it because I love Parks and Rec. I think it's the greatest sitcom of all time. I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One is one of the best superhero movies of all time. And I think Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two got a little dumb. And then I think he was kind of dumb in Infinity War, but not for the same reason everybody else thinks. I just think his character was kind of dumb. His character in uh, in Jurassic World was kind of dumb, and I'm not looking forward to him being reprised in a just blatant ripoff of Jurassic Park: The Lost World. I do. It is I literally do not have powerful like, feelings. Are you not a big Jurassic Park guy? Where's your Jurassic Park tattoo? Um, I don't have one. I do love Jurassic Park. Lost World was okay. Jurassic Park Three is garbage, and I like Jurassic World. I also like Jurassic World, I like but Jurassic I didn't World. like it because of Owen. Hmm. He just okay. he was just kind of a a. a meh character well it did feel like chris pratt just being chris pratt right it felt like andy dwyer with dinosaurs but what no, is he's wrong way smarter with that? than andy dwyer <laughs> <laughs> andy dwyer was an idiot i agree oh, but, a but that's what he one. that's the, what's what he looks like in the trailer is like he's andy dwyer with dinosaurs for the new one andy dwyer andy dwyer would have loved deadpool too. that much i know Where's my Burt Macklin movie? I would rather have a Burt, Burt Macklin Burt movie than Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. That being said, I might love it. I don't know. I might. Y'all said Burt Macklin. I was thinking Burt Reynolds, and I was like, that is such a random thing to bring up right now. I no, Burt do Macklin, love Burt Reynolds. <laughs> as long as we're talking about characters that definitely should have a mustache and aren't Chris Pratt, Burt Reynolds. Burt Reynolds, man. We are so far down the rabbit hole now. We're Yeah, we're, I mean, this is a whole So, let me talk about, just briefly, let me bring you back to, to Solo, a Star Wars story. This movie introduced some great secondary characters, and it killed some of them, uh, mostly uh, Rio. Oh, yeah. I liked Rio. He's only in it for like, I, who's Rio? like 10 minutes, but John Favreau did some great voice acting in there, uh, but for some reason, he referred to Chewbacca as a Wookiee. Who is Rio? The little that, monkey dude. Was that John Favreau? That was John Favreau, guys. John Favreau, underrated. Like, the director the played Rio for like 15 minutes. I don't know what Rio the is. The little monkey the, dude. The little um, alien with like eight arms yeah. that was the pilot. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, yes. I love Yeah, that was Rio. John Favreau. I, was I literally had to pull my phone out in the theater to look up who he was because it was going to drive me insane. Yeah, I definitely wouldn't have guessed John Favreau. He looked like, uh, who's that guy with the awful voice from, he did uh, Aladdin, Zazu? Not Zazu, Zazu? Zazu? Iago. No, Iago. Yeah, Iago was Aladdin. Yeah. Gilbert Godfrey. Mm-hmm. Gilbert Godfrey. That's who I thought he was. Nope, it's John Favreau. Zazu was uh, blank. And he referred yep. to... He refers to Chewbacca as a Wookiee. Well, this is just furthering that it's okay for people to pronounce things differently in the Star Wars universe. Maybe that was and, the joke. Yeah, they're allowed to mess it up. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with it. There's one character we haven't. Like, I want to talk more about Rio because you brought it up, and I'm, I'll let you change it. But when we do change it, I want to talk about the character I didn't not not Ray Park's character, but the the other character that I didn't even know it was was in it, and I really ended up like. So let's continue to talk about. Yeah, Rio I just I liked Rio. He was cool. He was a little pilot guy. He was good exposition for like the whole part of it being like a team yeah team the heist right because and it and was it was funny that that um that woody harrelson like was impersonating a imperial captain and just like got put into being the ranking officer that was a funny little tidbit i didn't catch it at first that he wasn't like supposed to be there yeah i didn't either because like if you're not ultra well versed in the different like markings on the uniforms you you wouldn't know so i was yeah i, was, I thought that was genius thought little cool. like tic-tac button things yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I was today years old when I learned that that just did like distinguish different ranks. I will say, you know how in uniforms when they get different rankings, it's just like lines, like randomly distributed lines and colors. 
I know they're not random, but like that's what they look like. It's the exact opposite of random. I know, but I always thought that that was a bunch of different badges, but they're like a whole bar of a bunch of different lines and colors. I was like, what in the world? Yeah, you just keep adding to it. I know. It's like in the U.S. Army, you just get more chevrons, and then something changes, and then there's more of those. It's like you get chevrons and then little stars underneath them. It doesn't just like keep going until you're an admiral or a captain or a uh, general, and you just have a bunch of chevrons. Master Chief Petty Officer? I've played Halo. It's a naval ranking. (laughs) Fun fact. I thought it was cool that they called the spaceship army the Navy. Yeah, the Imperial Navy. I was like, that's, I guess, that counts. (laughs) No, it does. Admiral. Uh, that works. Yeah. I was like, what? I guess, yeah, I've never thought it. Like, the, when they said Navy, I was like, huh. I guess that would, would be what it is, because they're on ships. I did not mm-hmm. picture Han going into the Imperial. And this is the exact question I asked about uh, when Luke was talking about the Flight Academy, when we talked about episode one, episode four. This is the exact question I asked. is like, is there just an Imperial Flight Academy where everybody goes and then becomes rebels? Looks like Looks it. Looks like yeah, it. That's what Han Solo did. Yeah. He, joined, <laughs> he joined the Imperial Navy from a propaganda film in the airport, which looked shockingly like a regular airport. I thought that was hilarious that it was like just as crappy as ever where it's like this is so relatable (laughs) it was very lax have you been to lax no i'm just making stuff up oh i thought you were famous there for a second god no i haven't been i'm not famous no one knows me where are you even from me yeah i live in north carolina Carolina. i couldn't remember which one you were yep north carolina north kakalaki hey when you guys record uh is this adulting Mm mm-hmm um, are you in the same room? Oh, God, no. Okay, because you went like live on Facebook not too long ago, and you guys were in the same room, or you were in the same room as another human, and I was like, <laughs> what? Yeah, I know, right? It's so confusing. We we do like to confuse everyone, and just like, where are we? Are we together? Or are we not together? What's happening? Yeah, we do the same thing, because like, I'll go visit Tyler, and we'll just show up together, and people are like, what? Yeah, we do a lot of that. So is he in a different city usually? Yeah, he's two hours north of me, so yeah, we do the Skype thing. Just like we're doing right now? Yeah, just like we're doing right now. Oh, man. Look at that. <laughs> we're, we're a unit. <laughs> You've done it. I've, I've done it. We did this. the damn thing. Other people do it. Um, So I want to talk about Paul Bettany. I didn't do know Paul Bettany to? was in this... I didn't know he was in the movie. Yeah, this um, was not his I best love, performance. Are you? I, yeah, obviously, Vision and Jarvis are sweet. Uh, but I, I didn't even know he was going to be in it. And then I was like, oh, he's evil looking. I mean, the villain was definitely like a throwaway, you know. Uh, I think it could have been done better. Get, mob boss? Yeah. I'm, gangster? Yeah, throwaway mob boss. I'm trying to think of the, uh, the, the, the Marvel. He's a gangster. The Huts are gangsters, so he's a gangster. Yeah. Good talk. I don't. What are Good you talk. getting at, Tyler? Glad we got through that. I was going to say he was just like a throwaway Marvel character, and then I was going to make a direct comparison. The Collector? I can't. No, not the collector, because uh, he doesn't get that much screen time. The villain from the like, third Captain America movie. Oh, that dude's good. Uh, the Winter or in Civil Daniel War. Brule? Yeah. Daniel uh, what is he? Oh, Hel- Helmet Zemo. Good. Yeah. Helmet Baron Zemo. Zemo. Yeah. I keep thinking like uh, uh, mm, Justin Hammer is who I keep coming back. Oh God. To. I don't know why. Justin Hammer. Yeah. Which also sounds like a porn actor name. Oh, definitely. I mean, that he might have been. You know, who knows? You never know. Just I think about I think like... about Justin Hammer like almost daily. Why do you think? Um, Justin because Hammer? where I live, there's a lawyer named Lull the Hammer Stanley. Wow. Uh, <laughs> and he has commercials on TV where he'll like it, it's a you know it's a typical lawyer commercial. So it'll just be like a bunch of people that are like I got in a car accident and and Lull the Hammer Stanley helped me out. 
out. And he gets on at the end and does like a spiel. He's like, when you're hurt, when you're in trouble, when you got the man against you, you call me I Hammer! Oh my god. So, and okay, I have to listen so to these, to I have to listen to these co um, commercials all day, every day on TV because whatever inane TV station we listen to plays them. And that's all I can so think of he, is I'm just like, Justin Hammer? Is he carrying over a character from his WCW days? It's what it seems uh, like. Lol, the Hammer Stanley? Because I'm just picturing him and Randy Savage getting into like oh, a, definitely. Like a promo he's, yeah, he's like he's like a like a sixty year old dude uh, who like wears way is too he, much bronzer. Mm. Is he uh, is he like a criminal lawyer or like a criminal lawyer? He's like a he's like like an ambulance chaser. Uh, so he's not like Saul Goodman. He's exactly like Saul Goodman. Okay, we need that's it. what it seems no, like at least. Saul Goodman. Um, okay, so Dryden Voss. Dry you guys didn't like I, him. He was alright. No. I guess I was unimpressed. I didn't like him. At all. Because really? he was so like throwaway. Him? He was so throwaway. Like, I, give me something compelling. Like, I was not interested in him. Like, I wasn't scared of him. No, me neither. Um, you I could tell like when he was getting baggers. angry because of his, uh, his, like, face thing. Yeah. I just, I don't know. I didn't think he was interesting. And he wasn't the original actor that was supposed to play him. And I think it might have gone better if it wasn't Paul Bettany. No offense Who to Paul Bettany. Who was it supposed to be? Uh, Michael K. Williams. Who? Um, he was on The Wire. Frantic he played Omar was... on The Wire um, back in the day. You'd probably recognize him if you saw him. Um, but I think that would have been a more interesting like oh, take on the character. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Like I just think it would have been better. Um, because Paul Bettany, I, Paul Bettany is always Paul Bettany to me in everything he does. Like no offense no, he's to always, him. He's always he Jarvis. will forever yeah, be he will is. forever be Charles from A Beautiful Mind. See, I just picture him as the uh, I can't remember the guy's name from Da Vinci Code to bring it back oh, to Ron oh, Howard. Oh, oh, the, um, the Silas, the monk. Silas. Silas, there you go. Yep. Wait, he was the monk in the Da Vinci Code? Yeah, that, like, self-flagellated? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm yeah, not familiar. Religiously beats that... the shit out of himself. Can, <laughs> can we talk about cameos? Because um, I thought it was interesting that we had to throw in, um, uh, what's his name? Ron Howard's brother, Clint Howard, um, for a very brief moment was in there and it was just like i don't like looking at him oh and that guy's ron howard's brother yeah clint howard oh i hate that guy yeah oh yeah, my that was god the worst. uh they threw him in he voice or he was what character i don't know his name in the movie but he, he was, was kind of the worst nobody he was the worst he's um, he's who he always was he's the worst human being i hate that guy yeah he's i i don't like him at all um but he was in there. Anthony Daniels was actually in there. Was he? Um, as one of the slaves with Chewbacca. Huh. Like, he just did a voice randomly. Um, but I think he was in a costume while he did it, but I'm not sure. And Warwick Davis was in, uh, in yeah, there. Yeah, he was. But I didn't realize, I looked it up earlier, I didn't realize Warwick Davis was reprising a role. Like, he was playing the same character he played in Phantom Menace. Huh. Really? Yeah, Weasel. <laughs> Great That's a name. real thing. Weird. And you said it did nothing for the canon. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now we know. Weasel. Weasel's story. I want to see yeah. Weasel, a Star Wars story. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if anybody deserves one, it's Warwick Davis. Right. Because uh, my wife was like, who is he? And I was like, who is he? You bite your tongue. That's Warwick Davis. That's that's your favorite little Ewok. He's Professor Flitwick. He, he is also Professor Flitwick. I did not know that. That's news to Tyler. Yeah, Warwick Davis is professional, or Professor Flitwick. He's most short people that aren't Vern Troyer. Rest in peace. Yeah, he was he was Wicket. He was Professor Flitwick. He was Griphook. This is all news to Tyler. I don't think I knew how prolific. Yeah. 
Warwick Davis was. He was, uh, he he was, was Marvin from Hitchhiker's Guide. Oh, I never saw Hitchhiker's That's Guide. That's good. It's good, or are you saying that's he's, good? It's good. He was apparently also oh, in uh, Rogue One. He's been in, like, all the Star Wars movies since Jedi. Um, yep, he was in Last Jedi as Wodebin. I don't know who half these people are, though. Wodebin. 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 Who the hell? This is really is... good audio that we're creating. Oh, dude, probably. it's it's we'll fix it. It's fine. <laughs> it's just us reading. It just happens. <laughs> this happens every week. <laughs> Wait, oh god, he played a much more char- famous character in Star Wars The Phantom Menace, y'all. In certain shots, he portrayed Yoda. Did he really? What? It said in walking shots, uh, he portrayed Yoda. Hmm. Wild. So now we know, and knowing's half the battle. That's right. No, we, we're not going to win the war, though. Mm-mm. Maybe we will. Oh, and he was Willow? Oh, yeah, well, duh. <laughs> he's, like, he's the leprechaun from yeah. the leprechaun movies. Warwick Davis, man. What a guy. We're learning so much. I'm going to start right now just a campaign for Warwick Davis to be a guest on Bacon and Eggs. Oh, oh God. that'd be awesome. You want to talk about guests that I would literally crap my pants over? Oh, my God, right? Just have him make wicked noises at you. <laughs> oh, man. I'm oh, just I'm, so I'm just freaking out just thinking about it. That's not even a real mm-hmm. thing that's happening. The problem is we could probably shoot him an email, and he'd be like, of course. When when would you like me on the show? <laughs> well, we already talked about all the Star Wars movies, bud. So uh, I guess you're being Flitwick. You got, yeah, you got to do Harry Potter. He Flitwick and Grip Hook. He was also Grip Hook. So we'll, do, we'll do Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. I said it. Don't you dare look at me like that. Don't you look at me in that tone of voice <laughs> how dare you look at me like that that's the name of the book where i'm from and the movie they 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 reshot scenes so that it could be the name of the movie i see you staring at me <laughs> the most unnecessary change ever oh yeah yeah like americans wouldn't understand i mean honestly i think they should have kept it sor- sorcerers across yeah, all sorcerers is a better name because but... yeah it makes way more sense but it's a philosopher's like... stone is like a like a concept right yeah, the Philosopher's Stone is like a myth. It's like a yeah, thing. Yeah, it's like Arthurian or something. Yeah. I don't care. Flying on broomsticks is like there's a, a There's they a, made a that different. picture entitled, or a painting entitled The Alchemist in Search of the Philosopher's Stone by Joseph Wright of Derby from 1771. So yeah, it predates Harry Potter a little bit. Only by a little it's bit. An, it's, a, it's a Grecian <laughs> myth. It's only 227 years older. You have to think, like... How much of the mentions of the Philosopher's Stone in writing can be found as far back as 300 AD? But like, how? So much? it's only 1,700 years older. Like whatever. Nicholas Flamel was a real person. I'm learning so many things right now. What? He was a French scribe, according to Wikipedia. This could be no. He that's a totally... that's a thing. What? Like Did like you know Merlin. This? Is that who he is? No, but Merlin is also talked about in Harry Potter. Okay, was that a real person? I so. Merlin's beard. The Order of Merlin is mentioned. I know that, and so are the Salem witch trials. Man, she's really going on the nose with this whole thing. Or they could have just left it philosophers like it was supposed to be. Although that I think that is my favorite. Tumblr post of all time, the one that talks about like let's make the Harry Potter book names dumbed down for Americans, and it's like Harry Potter and the Whisper Snake Place, <laughs> Harry Potter and the Hot Cup. <laughs> so, <laughs> just bringing it back to Star Wars real quick. Uh, <laughs> I just happened to look, and I was just curious. Amelia Clark, um, this is her highest rated movie um, by a good bit. But I have the thought. She's been in other movies. Really talked about. Yeah, she was in Terminator Genesis. That got awful piece of thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, but okay, so we haven't really talked about Kira. Did you guys like Kira? Yeah, I did. Um, I her she's confusing because I feel like they really needed to do a huge reveal there at the end to bring her character back around. Yeah, there was definitely like a when he ran into her again. I was like, this girl's not who you think. Yeah, she is no, again. definitely, it was oh, yeah. way too obvious. Yeah, like Han needs to get hurt. Han needs to have a reason not to trust women, and this girl is not who you think she is. Han, honey boy. Yeah, well, Mr. Solo. 
that's the thing is like i mean we all knew like i i i I said it already there's absolutely nothing that wasn't predictable about this movie um i saw the twists and turns you know you know there's another movie with a very predictable ending have you seen the titanic wait what happens at the end of titanic (laughs) (laughs) believe it or not they hit an iceberg no Oh, no. Can you imagine if Titanic just didn't end like that? And it was just a rom-com? Like like a classist (laughs) rom-com? Or if it does end that way, but they don't show it. Like, like they just show the love story. And then you're just like, oh, that's sweet. But then, like, in the back of your head, you're going, oh, no. This is going to go away. That's what this is going to be. They just get to New York and people are like, wait, what? (laughs) The end. They lived happily ever after. And then they sink in the sequel, Titanic 2, Electric Boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) Titanic 2, Judgment Day. (laughs) Old ladies. What's the, what's the line from Ant-Man where they're talking about, like, Titanic? Oh, God, I love it. I'm so, I'm so scared the next one's going to be a dumpster fire. So I have but not like, seen Ant-Man. Oh, man, there's a good line in it about Titanic. Something okay. about old, old lady throw a jewel in ocean at the end. Something like that. I have a We have a thing going on on our show right now on our Patreon where I'm going back through every movie I own on Blu-ray and digital, um, nice. even if I've seen it or not seen it, and watching it and reviewing it. And so uh, Ant-Man is next because I just started. I'm going out alphabetical order so ant-man is next i haven't seen it so i'm excited to watch it you own the blu-ray for ant-man and you've never seen it i own probably 30 to 40 movies i've never seen that i'm like that with blowing. books oh, wow. oh i have a so ton of books yeah, yeah. i see dozens of books that i have never and probably will, will never read yeah I, i'm very adhd and so like i buy things with the intent to watch them like movies if i miss in the theater there have been four four marvel movies that i missed uh in the theaters and it's just like okay well i guess i'll watch them eventually and then i buy them and i just never watch them um so i haven't seen ant-man i haven't seen avengers 2 because i heard it was a dumpster fire um are you wrong about that one okay well i mean i i'm gonna watch it but i have to now but uh i haven't seen doctor strange uh and i never saw the dark world but i've also heard that's terrible it is that is terrible yeah you can skip that one (laughs) well i can't now (laughs) well you own thor the dark world Oh, I own all the Marvel movies. Oh, you own Thor the Dark World. I'm sorry. I also own the the Incredible Hulk. (laughs) I do own that one. Here's the thing, Steven, is I asked for every single Marvel movie on my wedding registry. Okay? This is like a surefire way to get the thing you want. Mm -hmm. Put it on your wedding registry. I still only own like six of them. And I run a (laughs) podcast that started on Marvel movies. Yeah, I, this is like the last Star Wars movie you got to do. Where are you going from the, after this? Next week, we'll have Tessa Netting from Fantastic Geeks and Where to Find Them. And we're going to talk Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Wait, and wait, then, wait. What? You're talking to Tessa Netting? Yeah, next week on the yeah. episode. Are you serious? Do you have a question for her? It's what I did. Fair enough. It's what I so, did. Steven, you said you have Star Wars tattoos, right? I do. Tell us about that. Like, what is your, what is your, uh, we forgot to ask you this. What is your relationship to Star Wars? I hate it. Um, no, I, I, I love it. I, I still have old, worn-out VHS copies of the original trilogy, and then the worn-out VHS copies of the special edition, and then I got all the DVD copies, and then the DVD re-releases, and then the Blu-rays. Like, I, I've been obsessed since I was four. Okay. Um, I just, I used to watch the trilogy all in one day sometimes, like almost every day after school when I was a kid. Like I, I can quote you those movies front to back. Um, I just, I, I love them. I realize their flaws <laughs> and their plot holes, but like I have a deep emotional tie to them. So like, uh, when I was getting married, um, my best friend of God, I guess 20 years now. Um, he and I went and I was like, I want you to get a tattoo with me. And the thing we settled on was I got the Rebel Alliance symbol um, and he got the Jedi symbol um, from kind of from the newer ones. 
but it's a cool symbol, even though it's not a cool trilogy. Um, but yeah, so I have a Rebel Alliance symbol on one arm, and then on the other arm I have a Imperial uh, symbol on that one. And then there's there's talk of some others going on, and I've got my big Spider-Man piece, which is now in that kind of Marvel, Disney, Star Wars family. Um, but yeah, most of my tattoos are pop culture related. I've got a Lost tattoo, which, you know, say what you will about that show. Oh, we love Lost on the TV show. You have a Lost tattoo? I do, yeah. It says Live Together, Die Alone. It's got the numbers with the what? little cursor. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, my we, gosh. We, so cool. we love Lost over here. Okay, awesome. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a Lost tattoo. And originally, my left arm was going to be a Lost sleeve, um, all tied together by the smoke monster. Um, mm. But I didn't end up doing it because I think my wife would just, like, die. But, I no, I love that show. She watched it with me and she loved it. So I've got... I've got that. But as far as Star Wars, I've just got the two symbols for now, but I'd eventually like to do a bunch of different Star Wars stuff. So uh, we'll see what happens next as far as tattoos. (laughs) What is your favorite Star Wars movie? Uh, I mean... It's everybody's favorite, I feel like, but I'm going to say Empire. No, no, it's not. Oh, okay. It's Empire. Interesting. Because anybody who tells me otherwise, I mean, Empire, New Hope is right below it. Um, And then after that, I would probably put Force Awakens. So okay. we, because, not a few weeks ago on this podcast, decided that The Force Awakens is, in fact, the best Star Wars movie. <sighs> not not only is it the best Star Wars movie, it is the best movie we've reviewed. Okay. Have you you've done all the Marvel movies? Yeah. We've done all of the Marvel movies. I'm not sure that Force Awakens is better than Winter Soldier. Oh, it that's not even <laughs> Yeah, oh, we have come that, on. we have that one way down the list. <laughs> Oh, you're monsters. Uh, (laughs) No, we're not. Winter Soldier is not anywhere near as good as Thor Ragnarok or Infinity War or Civil War. Or Spider-Man. Okay. Or Spider-Man. Okay. Or Iron Man. Oh, okay. Well... (laughs) Now you're losing me. I could I could maybe give you some of the others, but yeah, no, Star Wars, it's Empire. Empire's my favorite. Um it's just I recognize again there are plot holes, but I cannot see to this day. I have probably seen Empire hundreds of times, and I and I don't exaggerate when I say that. But I cannot to this day see that moment where they're in the carbon freezing chamber and Luke lights up his saber and like turns to face Vader and you slowly see Vader's light up and they cross sabers. I cannot see that moment without getting chills. The lighting, just the the shot that they get there is and how vibrant the blue and the red are against the black backdrop is incredible like that moment still like gets me like so excited for what's about to happen um to this day so yeah it's it's empire there's a lot of moments in it that just like maybe it's all nostalgia i don't know but i just think it's a near perfect movie as far as like a sci-fi action thriller i mean i'm with it i can't take anything away from empire like i'm not gonna try to right i think it's i think we put it we have it number three on the like total list right now what would be number two infinity war infinity war Oh, I thought. Oh, hey, I thought you meant Star Wars. No, 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 like like, like overall list no, no, no. of movies we've ever done. Okay, okay. Because Infinity War, we we posit is the Empire Strikes Back of our generation. Wow, bold and claim. And I I do not even remotely feel bad about that claim. I wholeheartedly believe that. Interesting. Like leaving that movie, I was like, this is a moment I will tell my children about. That's how I and felt I when I walked out of the Dark Knight. Mm, Dark Knight was good. It's yeah. better than the Infinity Dark Knight War for me. Is that? Yeah. See, I think that Dark Knight is probably the best movie of our generation it is a good movie no (laughs) doubt about that (laughs) you got to do dark knight but it's still it's still infinity war for me because dark knight is is there are 18 movies as a part of this like there's so much to build up and there's a world of comics behind it and it's spider-man man that's yeah i know i know i'm we're we're all healing together but it's gonna be okay because i've read those comic books 
Russo brothers. It's not all their fault. It's blame uh, what's his name that wrote the original Kevin. Infinity War oh, uh, storyline. Uh, I have no idea. I, I mean, Just no blame idea. Kevin Feige. <laughs> I walked. Yeah, he's the that one that movie, chose to do it. And I told my wife, I was like, "Look, if I don't see a finger snap, and I know you don't know what that means, but if I don't see a finger snap, I'm gonna be so pissed." Like, <laughs> and I saw it, and it devastated me. <laughs> I I was heartbroken. Heartbroken. Steven? Steven, I was heartbroken. It's gonna be okay, bud. What? Captain Marvel's coming. One of She's these days we will heal. We shall yeah. overcome together. She'll fix us. She'll fix us. Don't worry. Captain Marvel's yeah. got this shit. As long as some Ewoks don't solve the problem, then oh, that's what matters. Okay, so here's the deal. The Ewoks get a bad rap. They do. I'm I'm totally part of that. And I, I agree that I am a bad person for it. I don't think you're a bad person. I just think the Ewoks, yeah, are they kind of dumb? I mean, yeah, they're hella dumb. But at the same time, like, and How I Met Your Mother made this point a long time ago, but the Rebellion would have failed without the Ewoks. That's like, the exactly. problem. That's why they're stupid. <laughs> so they're, they're kind of important. Like, we can't totally just write them off as pointless. <laughs> Yesterday on Twitter, John Negroni of Cinemaholics Podcast accused me of having Caravan of Courage as my favorite Star Wars movie. <laughs> Oh, don't, why'd you even bring it up? Like, okay, we all know that the best Star Wars property, anything, is the Christmas special. I've never even seen it, man. It's so bad. (laughs) That's what I've heard. I watched it on YouTube once, and I died inside. My eyes went to hell. It can't be as bad as A Very Murray Christmas. Oh, it's worse. (laughs) It can't be. Nothing is as bad as the Star Wars Christmas special. There's an entire scene where B. Arthur. Oh, God. (laughs) It's just like cooking she's like why she runs a cantina or something it's really bad oh my god it's so bad and like you got chewbacca's family do you know chewbacca's family's name no i do not um so i'm gonna look up their names real fast just so that i can give you their names because you've you've got to just know okay so here you go here you go i got it pulled up so it takes place on Kashyyyk, if you don't know this. Han Solo and Chewie visit Kashyyyk to celebrate Life Day, which is a simple, essentially Christmas. And you introduce three members of Chewbacca's family, which are his father, Itchy, his wife, Mala. Okay, those are, okay, whatever. Itchy's a little, eh. But, and his son, Lumpy. <laughs> Lumpy. <laughs> and Lumpy is the greatest character in the Star Wars canon. Um, I think we all know that. <laughs> Lumpy. Do they have like a like a family name, like a last name? Um, the Wookie. <laughs> That's what I've heard of her thing. Lumpy the Wookie Lumpy is his given name. Uh, B. Arthur is in it, y'all, and it's why. That's the question. Um, and to be honest, I don't think it's a question I could answer for you. But I can tell you that it features Akmena, which is B. Arthur. Running a most Eisley cantina. So it's just her being a bartender. Oh, what do you Lumpy. know? <laughs> Lumpy, Lumpy the Wookiee. We're back on Lumpy. <laughs> well, I'm on the Wikipedia oh page for the Star Wars Holiday Special now. And it says apparently their full names are, their their nicknames, their full names are Atij Ichuk. Uh, sure. Malatubuk and Lumpawarump. <laughs> Lumpawarump. <laughs> feel better about this now. Lumpawarump. I'm not even kidding. Like, I, you, you, want, you wanted an explanation. I've got it for you. Oh, my God. Uh, Lumpawarump is my new Twitter handle. Lumpawarump. Follow me at Lumpawarump. Did you know? Oh, it's probably not taken. Did you Did you know that the character Boba Fett was introduced in the, uh, the the Christmas special? I did know that because unfortunately, like I said, I've seen it and my eyes went to. Well, <laughs> things happen. Boba Fett. Boba Fett is not an interesting character no. anyway. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, you're right. 
<laughs> I mean, okay, I, I like Boba Fett in Empire because he's badass. But then all of a sudden you get Jedi and it just kind of negates all of that because he dies of a malfunction. Um, Mm -hmm. It's the worst. Like, it's the most, like, Benny Hill, like, like I've ever seen. Good reference. Yeah, I know, right? Because that's what you're thinking of now every time you see Boba Fett go flying into the sail barge and roll into the Sarlacc pit. God, I'm now I'm just angry. <laughs> this whole show is like everybody's gonna be like, this is the most ADHD kid we've ever heard, and you're not wrong. But we have a lot of fun. Why here am I imagining Boba Fett as Benny Hill now? Oh, we never talked about Han Solo's <laughs> name being given to him in this movie. Oh yeah, okay. Oh, the Finn thing. Yeah, where, where they're just the the Imperial Army's just like, what's your last name, son? Who, who are your people? And he's like, I don't have people. How would you not have a family like a last name? Are you just Han? Like, there's no way. I'm hoping it's like his name is like Han Johnston. Um, (laughs) Han Smith. Han, yeah, Han Job. Or maybe it's something super Greek. Han Papadakis. <laughs> oh gosh, is it, isn't it appropriate on your on your show to make a Han Job joke? Is that bad? Oh god, <laughs> Han Jobs. <laughs> oh my god, the creator of Apple. Oh my god. Oh my god. That's that's probably why Lando calls him Han. Mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm raising my eyebrows right now. You can't see it, but that's what I'm doing. I get it. Everybody now, everybody's like, "Who is this filth bag that you've brought on our show?" <laughs> Get him off. We do not like yeah, you him. you move milker. Oh, believe me. Oh, hey, don't you call me a move milker. What is a move? Let's find that out. Uh, Dorothy Mantooth is a saint. Um, Dorothy. What is a moof? Is a moof that weird thing that in, we saw in The Last Jedi in, that got In milked? The Force Awakens, Han Solo complains that some moof milker put a compressor on the hyperdrive. He said it in a derogatory way. And again, he says it in Solo. A moof was a creature of the galaxy that had hoofed feet, a thick hide, and secreted milk. They were individuals who moved or milked is a weird tongue twister who milked moofs, which inspired the term moof milker, an insult to a person's intelligence. After recovering the Millennium Falcon, Han Solo used the insult to reference whoever had added a compressor to the ship's hyperdrive. In this case, it was Unkar Plutt, the previous owner of the ship and renowned moof milker. Um, I added that last part. Oh, okay. I was like, wow, that's, I did not expect that last part in there. Yeah, I, I made that up. But, so here's the deal. We may never know. Apparently, mm. it was in a comic. There is a move. In, uh, in, no, not a comic. Uh, a children's, a children's book. book. Star Wars, Join the Resistance. And it appa- By Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. It apparently features Ben Acker and Ben Blacker. What? Yeah, that's the authors. Both of them, I swear. I, I'm, I'm reading it there with you. <laughs> It looks like a moof is the thing that that Luke milks. <laughs> this is the weirdest conversation. Hey, we discovered where the blue teddy milk comes from. It's from from moofs. It's oddly green in the Last Jedi too. It's very unsettling. I I, I liked it. <laughs> when, it's all when he about just Luke. stares into the camera and milks the moof. Well, are we just sure that's what this thing is called? You're the one that I just said that, it. I think that I mean, milking a moof is a euphemism that we should not be bringing up. <laughs> I mean, if you've okay, it's got to be that because Moof Milker at Moof Milker on Twitter is a picture of a toy Luke Skywalker milking a four-nippled creature, Luke creature from the Last Jedi. My favorite little... thing is when you Google image search Moof, you get the thing from the Last Jedi, but the caption on the picture is so like, is this a Moof? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and we may never know. I'm just, I love that voice you just read it in. <laughs> so, hey, buds, is this a hey. move? For some reason, is I'm getting a lot of pictures of bikes. Oh, uh, you gotta add. I know, Star I just. Wars, I, oh my god, I found my next Star Wars uh, tattoo. It just says "Move Milker and Proud." <laughs> Oh my god. Move milk or a Star so Wars story. Is this a move? So, uh, hey, uh, question. Is, uh, is this a move? Is this what a move is? <laughs> oh, I've got a great picture of Maz Kanata as one of the Golden Girls. Oh my god. Maz Kanata is one of the Golden Thank Girls. Thank you for being a friend indeed. <laughs> this is great. Everybody, if you want to experience this, hopefully by the time this gets to you, when you Google search Moof Star Wars, you just get a bunch of pictures of this podcast because we've taken over the search engine optimization. But until such time, you can Google Moof Milker and uh, you'll see a bunch of hilarious photos. We're getting to about that time, Ethan. That time where it's time to wrap up our thoughts. Wrap up our thoughts. Uh, rank it with a breakfast food. Oh, did I tell you about the breakfast food thing? No. It sounds amazing, oh. though. Oh, oh, I, I, I what we do is we compare the film to a breakfast breakfast food okay explain why and we, we have not yet picked out the breakfast do you have any off the top of your head when you finish this movie you were like man that was just like a just a from nice Carolina. tall cold glass of moof milk moof milk <laughs> <laughs> was it in cereal was it with grits was it just moof milk? okay well don't don't put moof milk with grits we all know that moof milk has a very strong acidic flavor so, so you want to use it like buttermilk, like milk. to make biscuits. Yes, like a moof milk biscuit um, <laughs> would be oh ideal. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord Jesus. <laughs> are you, are you going to make it? I'm going to Google oh, moof milk biscuit. I don't think you want to. I would, I would not I there. Think, I would definitely not preface a breakfast food with the word blue on Google. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't do that. Definitely don't do that. <laughs> Don't do that. I won't. Moof milk biscuits uh, just get you a bunch of cookies. Ooh, yeah. yeah, it is a lot of cookies here, and they look very And tasty. this is a plate of pickles covered in stuff. Uh, <laughs> are are, what are you seeing what stuff? I'm seeing? No, just describe what you're seeing. It either. just looks like a bunch of pickles covered in, <laughs> I don't know, like syrup. Is, is it slimy stuff? It looks like snot. Is it... Like just a bunch <laughs> of like mucus. Oh, God. I don't know what I found here, but it's very oh, unappetizing. <laughs> what are you looking at, Stephen? You... Uh, it is okay. an image from Tamale Digest. <laughs> but it's not a... I don't know. I'm it's subscribing not to that magazine to right now. <laughs> Check out... Tam- oh. A digest is, is something you read on the toilet, right? That's what a digest is? I think I've, so. That's what I always did with the reader's digest. I've got digest. something here that looks like, looks like fish served... Like raw fish served in Nickelodeon slime. Okay, so there, I did see that. Momofuku by the way. nishi. Um, mm, you've never had momofuku no, nishi? No, uh, black bass crudo <laughs> in tiger's milk. Yeah, obviously. What um, else would it be? So I have found a series of about three very disturbing images. And so the first image is a cartoon character that is very clearly squeezing together certain physical attributes. And it's very, very not okay. The second is a dog that's very sad and just staring into the camera. And the last is what is a Porg from The Last Jedi, very clearly being set up to be butchered. And um, it's, I think I'm just going to close 
closed the internet forever. Um, so everybody, <laughs> just so you know, the internet is now closed for business. It's done. We're done with the internet so you forever. Close the oasis. It was a good run. So how did you get that, this podcast? You weird. It's the black internet. The backdoor internet. Moof milk biscuits. I don't know. Ladies Moof and gentlemen, this episode of Bang Eggs is brought to you by Moof Milk Biscuits, fresh from the planet wherever the Luke Skywalker spends that thirty years. Cough and lock him. Uh, can't remember the name of it. It starts with an A. Ooh, I'm gonna need to know it then. Last. This appears. Jedi. This appears to just be a. Uh, it appears to be two churros covered in silly putty. What have we found? I don't know. This is a weird world. We've we've it literally. It looks like two Oct- churros two. covered Oct- in two. in silly putty. Like like the in, the contents of a silly putty egg just slapped on a churro. And in the South, we call that lunch. <laughs> This is the South too, Stephen. But where do you? At <laughs> least where I am. We're, we're in Virginia. Virginia. Oh, <laughs> neighbors yeah, to the we're north. Very close to you. Yeah. What are you doing June sixteenth? <laughs> I don't know. This is. You want to meet us in watermelon in the district? <laughs> That's a long drive for me. <laughs> No, it's cool. I remember when we met, you said you had people coming to your meetup from like way further than that. So <laughs> that's I true. Guess, I guess. Uh, are, you, are you guys no, going to return cool. to DC Podfest this year? I'm hoping so. I want to speak. How do I get that gig? Uh, that's a great question. How did I get that gig? No one knows. Did a live I show. Think it's because not a lot of people succeed in podcasting, Stephen. It, that's why. It's also because, I mean, if you look at me. Just like a picture of me. I'm, I think. I'm very beautiful. This is it's like immediately this is respectable. A slug in Bavarian women's garb. I'm still in this this image search for milk milk biscuits, and it's just a slug dressed in what I could only describe to be a polka costume. I'm looking up blue biscuits, which I might. You're gonna regret, regret that. I promise you. Oh no, I'm not. It's just blue cookies. Oh, it's freaking England ruining Google searching for biscuits. <laughs> Freaking every country in the world other than us calling them biscuits. Just, they're wrong. They're cookie. Do they have a cookie monster in in London? I don't the best sleep so. you'll ever have is on a Wookiee's lap. A Wookiee's lap. That, anyway. That was a great rank- line from that movie. Wookie. Uh, Stephen Pappas, on a scale from Tommy Lee Jones in Batman Forever? Yeah, Batman Forever. Batman Forever to Heath Ledger's Joker, where do you put, I forgot his name, Paul Bettany. Dryden Voss. Dryden, mm. Dryden True. On a scale, between, that's a that's a very broad scale. Uh, yeah, it's worst it villain. absolute worst to absolute best. Worst villain ever to best villain ever. Okay. Because nobody can be worse well, than Tommy Lee Jones' Two-Face because he just flips the coin until he wins. Accurate. Um. Okay, so if we're going that, he's definitely not down there. But he's definitely not Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, if we're gonna, I'm gonna put him somewhere along the lines of, let's say, a Ego from Guardians of the Galaxy 2. That's high praise. I thought Ego, Ego was, was a trash heap. Yeah, there you go. I'm more there. Oh, man. I thought Ego was like the only redeeming Oh, it's like Kurt Russell's movie. worst role ever. Is it? We can find out. Kurt Russell's so great and Ego sucked. Although the Hateful Eight sucked, too. I was Did not it? a fan. His worst movie was Soldier, 1998. I'm not sure if I like this feature you found. <laughs> Just in case you're curious, this unheard he was of. Wyatt movie. Earp. He played what? Kurt Russell looks like a guy who would enjoy Moof Milk. He definitely would. He's with a that, Moof Milk kind of guy. When he wears that Anybody big with a gray, yeah, when you get a gray and black mustache like that, you know the Moof Milk just filters right through. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what you want. But I'll take Ego's, uh, or Kurt Russell's ego. That's fine with me. Um, as far as the movie within the Star Wars hierarchy, Ethan, I don't think it's as good as Jedi. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I think yeah, it's Yeah, I think clear. it's better than, better than uh, Revenge of the Sith and Revenge. worse than Jedi. Yeah. That's you you good with that, Stephen? 
Oh, yeah, I'm definitely good with that. Where do you have Rogue One on that list? I'm curious. Oh, God, here it is. Um, oh, God. Rogue One. Rogue One to me is... It's four. Okay. Rogue One is right below Force Awakens for me, which is right below New Hope, which is right below Empire. You have Rogue One is better than Return of the Jedi or The Last Jedi? I do. Last Jedi is tough Wowzers. for me, but yeah, I, I, here's the thing. I love that trilogy. Jedi is not good. It's just not good. Like, <laughs> we, were, we were pleasantly surprised by Jedi when we watched it. I, I love it. It's just not, I don't know. And maybe I need to rewatch it now that like I've seen all the new ones that have been out and be like, oh, okay, this is okay, still Okay, guys, I got bad news for you here about this then. Because we have to rank it among all the movies we've reviewed, and there are a lot between Star Wars Episode Eight, The Last Jedi, and Star Wars Episode Three: Revenge of the Sith. I thought it was between Rogue One and Revenge of the uh, Sith. No, we have Rogue One. Um, oh, that's, that's lower. Yeah, we have Rogue One uh, just below Attack of the Clones. So oh, let me my pull God. up the list. <laughs> Attack of the Clones is oh. I really didn't like Rogue oh, One. I think I fought heavily for that one. Do you have where so do you we have are, Phantom Menace? Oh, bottom. The worst the movie we've ever reviewed. Uh, I would argue Attack of the Clones is worse. No. And when was the last ah, time you saw Phantom Menace? Uh, like last really? year. Really? Yeah. Then you, here's you the thing. It. Here's the thing. This is what I will argue, and I'll, I'll, I'll give you. You're probably right, but Phantom Menace at least has a really bad redeeming lightsaber battle it's, attack of the clones it's has just nothing almost unwatchable as a movie though like it makes it's so hard to watch as a movie oh i get through it knowing that that scene is coming like i had to watch it in like three chunks because i was so bored and stressed and upset and like annoyed with jar jar binks and the pacing of the movie oh well yeah and how they cover 95 percent of the story in the first five minutes so yeah. ethan i think we are i, I just want to get back on topic here real quick because i was looking at these um i think i'm watching it it's better than Revenge of the Sith, obviously. We've already yeah. established that. I think it's better than Ant-Man, which is criminally low. It's just not, though. Um, you say that every I time, think it's but better it's than, just not. I th- Stephen Pappas is not going to be happy here. I think it's better than The Winter Soldier. Which is t- currently in 22nd place. Ah. Yeah. I think it's better than Back to the Future Part 2. I think but that's Part 3 right there. Part 3, I'm sorry. Uh, I think it could be in the same conversation as Ready Player One, but I do think it's definitely better than the first Avenger. Doctor Strange is where I start being like, wait a minute. Oh, the first okay i was like the first avengers no, was, no, no, okay no, the first avenger higher. okay actually the avengers the first avengers is only two up from that but oh wow there's like when we started doing so just to give you an idea from the top there's star wars the force awakens avengers infinity war star wars five four six monty python the holy grail back to the future one uh star wars the last jedi and then thor ragnarok black panther iron man spider-man homecoming captain america civil war scott pilgrim versus the world guardians of the galaxy avengers age of ultron avengers doctor strange captain america first avenger so what was right above scott pilgrim civil war hmm that's a hard one for me but i think you made the right choice okay i just love scott pilgrim so much it was it was tough yeah it was tough to rank that one yeah i believe it yeah so it's between civil war and guardians of the galaxy which I thought was a, a good spot for it. That's good. I can give it that. Yeah. So I think I think we're definitely better than Ready Player One. I think like I it definitely isn't better than Avengers, but it's in that eighteen nineteen Doctor Strange. I like Captain it. Earth, I liked it better uh, than Doctor Strange. The first Avenger. Okay. Honestly, have not seen Doctor Strange. <laughs> And I, I liked it better than the what, first Avenger. Comparing it to... It was actually weirdly a lot yeah, like the first it. Avenger in a lot of places. Hmm. In the, like, the whole train robbery part, setting up this whole thing. Oh, yeah, yeah It was yeah. on it. In a lot I of parts, it was like Borderlands right. 2, the movie. I love that game. <laughs> I'd be down with that, though. I wouldn't. It would be awful. It would just be terrible. <laughs> well, there's, there's absolutely no redeemable right. story no, in Borderlands none. 2. <laughs> but that's the point. 
Oh, we know. <laughs> I love. I it. would take like a Handsome Jack: The Origin Story, the movie. You mean one and a half? Combine that with Tales of Borderlands and make a movie out of it. Oh, Tales of Borderlands, yes. I just want a whole Tiny Tina story. Can we do like a, a four-player playthrough of Borderlands one and a half? Because Ethan and I have played Borderlands two so much that I think we might die if we turn it on again. <laughs> but one and a half. I do want to go play uh, the Tiny Tina's Attack on Dragon Castle again or whatever. That's like my favorite part of that whole game. It's so good. It is a good part of the game. But we could do a four-player co-op. Is this adulting? And bacon and eggs <laughs> on the YouTube. Oh, my co-host would die. <laughs> would die, like, of happiness or no, of anger? Or if he's I... not a video game guy. Oh, that's whatever. That's part of the funny, okay? <laughs> yeah, you got that one guy <laughs> that's running what he's into doing. a wall. Them's the jokes. He'd shoot us. You can't. That You can't. So oh, no he'd problem. find a way. <laughs> <laughs> he can throw a grenade. Uh, so yeah, I'm gonna say it's better than I'm gonna say it's better than uh, better than Doctor Strange, right underneath the Avengers. Yeah. Now we're agreed that there's a gap there, like a, a clear gap. Yeah. There's there's definitely room for something to be put in there. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm satisfied cool. with that. So boom, new eighteen. Yes, new eighteen. Uh, what is it called? Solo. Solo. <laughs> I will go back and Solo. edit that list later because it's a lot of work to edit that list. It, oh, I got to change all the numbers. It's on yep. Patreon. Okay, and then we need it. <laughs> is this, are we deciding this is like move milk, biscuits, and gravy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, of course God. it is. Did you throw the gravy in there? Did you have Yeah, that makes it breakfast, man. Good old Southern breakfast. I had biscuits and gravy this weekend. It was awesome. I, I ate like a five-year-old with no rules this weekend after eating extremely healthily for two weeks straight and uh, i had biscuits and gravy i felt like I had biscuits garbage. and gravy from a place that refers to its fried chicken as chicken fried chicken and that's how you know a place is going to be good absolutely you know? when it refers to its meats as chicken fried steak chicken fried chicken yeah chicken fried anything yeah. when you say chicken fried chicken when you have to clarify that that's when you know the restaurant is going to be good that's well, good to know that that's that's at least for breakfast man we'll it, was a restaurant. Good. it was good I liked this I movie. I did, too. It was fun. I had fun with it. Oh, shut I up. I did. I had a big old dumb goofy smile on my face during this whole movie, much like Alden Ehrenreich did in the entire movie. He did. Has he ever been in anything else? He was in Hail Caesar, oh, as I've mentioned man, every time we've talked movie. about this movie. Man, that's <laughs> Yeah, he was good. Hobie Doyle, the Hobie singing Doyle cowboy, Gene Autry type. Yeah. Would that it were so simple. <laughs> man what a good one. Oh my god i love that one uh so uh this has been uh, we done is that, is that what yeah happens you now? sign off so uh steven what's next for is this <laughs> adulting works what's next it's a question ethan is this sorry adulting? steven what's next for is this adulting uh what is, what is next for is this adulting we are we are trucking along let's see what's what's coming up here uh when is this episode released thursday. this thursday whoa that's the day we drop you guys also thursdays um, you are thursdays we are Thursdays, every Thursday in your famous, famous, in your famous podcatcher, but also your favorite podcatcher. What is your favorite um, podcatcher? I mean, I just use Apple Podcasts. I use Overcast. Fair enough. My co-host uses Pocket Cast. Does he have Android? Uh, he does not. Hmm. No, he has Apple. He just still uses it. On my it. Android device, I use Stitcher, which I absolutely hate. But on my Apple device, I, I use, use Overcast. It's the best one I've found so far uh, for not just randomly not letting me see episodes. <laughs> Because Apple Music, Apple, Apple Podcasts is very good at not letting me see episodes. It used to be the best podcatcher, and then about two months into us doing this whole podcast thing, they completely ruined it. Did you guys get an email from Apple today being like, and check your analytics on Apple Podcasts? I did not. I was, like, I was like, I definitely doubt that. That doesn't seem like something you'd give me. We're going to find out but, right uh, now. Okay. Well, hold on. Don't put your info in it. It looks like a phishing email. I'm just going to podcastconnect.com or whatever it is. Apple Podcast Connect. Ah. The like, 
while he's doing that. Thank you for listening to Bacon and Eggs featuring Stephen Pappas of Is This Adulting? <laughs> uh, we've had a ton of fun chitty-chatting with him, uh, talking all things solo Star Wars movie. As always, I'm Tyler Carlin. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram on, at AmeriCarlin. Uh, you can find the podcast on Twitter at Bacon and Eggs 23 And before you get on me for having a number in our thing, Taylor Swift's Twitter name is Taylor Swift 13 So, like, whatever, okay? Gosh, like, be cool, okay? Um... Uh, Ethan's on Twitter and Instagram at wow now, but the O's are zeros. It's it's like a it's like an exclamation, like wow now. Nobody says it. I don't know why, but that's it's it's it'll, it's coming back around. Don't worry. Catch you on the flippity floppity. Stephen Pappas is on Twitter and Instagram, or maybe not Instagram, but at least on Twitter <laughs> uh, at the at in the doobly doo down below or whatever your podcatcher. Like if it's overcast, it's to the right, but whatever. Um, and and this has been Bacon and Eggs. If you have questions about the show or you want to just say a little something something to us, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at baconandeggsmedia at gmail.com or you can join our awesome Discord for only $5 a month on Patreon. Oh, it's a super excellent, excellent, excellent perk. Uh, next month, we're going to be talking Chamber of Secrets all month long. It's going to be super de duper. Uh, what else do I show out, Ethan? You can join our Facebook group. It's free and available for everyone forever. So you want to interact with us all the time, but you don't want to pay for Patreon? No problem at all. You can join our Facebook group. Uh, we we totally love you, and we'll hang out with you whenever you want, for real. Yeah, that was great. Um, our new logo. <laughs> did you say our new logo? I didn't oh. say anything about the new logo. I thought you Cool. Were- our new logo was designed once again by the inimitable Vaishan Brandon. If you want his contact information, please at us and we will give it to you he's done a great job for us and we really just want to shout out to Vaishan for this one he knocked it out of the park on our whole new design so we really appreciate that as well as I think that's it is that it is that everything is that all we do I don't know I can't remember fair I enough never know. like we have a script for the intro yeah, but not, not for the, the sign anyway I'm just gonna call that good I've been Ethan Edgehill he's been Tyler Carlin and him over there has been Stephen Pappas thank you for listening to another wonderful episode of Bacon and Eggs and we will see you next week and until next week Arriva Dirty. H2 what Act 2 Act 2 Act 2 Octu. What's the thing the planet that lives on? Octu. Just say it confidently. <laughs> Octu. <laughs>